You're listening to Borderline Idealists. Join us every other Sunday for new episodes where we focus on anxiety, depression, and BPD. Log on to BorderlineIdealist.com for past episodes, blog posts, and our Patreon link to support us. Together, we can give a voice to those who suffer from mental illness and tear down mental health stigma. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Borderline Idealist. That's the startup music. Uh, (laughs) This is AJ. Hey, guys. This is Chris. This episode, uh, we want to start it by, you know, we love thanking people that that reach out to us, our listeners. You know, you guys are why we're still doing this. (laughs) You know, definitely. Um, And, of course, it it helps us, too. But we do want to thank uh, Jane for... Uh, sending us an email and reaching out and letting us know that she uh, is enjoying the podcast and is making her laugh and <laughs> <laughs> it feel good. And we also want to uh, thank her for her service. I believe she said she was in the... She's an active duty... Um, yeah, active duty military member. So thank you, Jane, for for the sweet email that you sent us and just for... for um, your service in the in the military. Yes, USA, USA, <laughs> mission accomplished. We did it. Oh okay. my god! Oh wow! <laughs> I'm pro USA. Oh, <laughs> but yes, thank you. Um, we love that. Um, so this episode is, um, it's, it's going to so- be about I, <laughs> I want to say depression a little bit. Uh. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess all that, a little depression, anxiety, and BPD. I mean, that's all in the name of the podcast. But um, if you guys have been keeping up, I, I don't know. I kind of talk about it a little bit from time to time. Right now, I I do not have a job. Um, it's been five, four, four or five months, mm. I think. I think April... April, I think April, was the last June. time. Yeah, that was a... Was, was a <laughs> sorry, just pinched Chris. <laughs> um, sorry, I just love you so much. I just want just to okay. hurt you. <laughs> All right. um, but yeah, it's been five months since I had a job, and boy, do I feel useless. Um, no, I mean, I... Okay, when I started this podcast, I I had just got out of having a uh, almost three year mm-hmm. job at a hotel, um, and then I waited almost a year, um, and and during that time, uh, at, when I started the podcast, I felt like my my BPD was always affecting me at work especially my my anxiety and depression especially my anxiety because <laughs> mm-hmm. i i used to come home and just be so anxious i could not go to sleep um and i started taking medicine you for can that. relax yeah i couldn't do anything i was always worried about my job um and what i had done if i had done things right and then i would get depressed because i wasn't sure if i was doing the best that I I could do because um, I would just have a lot of self-doubt. Uh, and then when I decided to, after I decided to leave my job, um, 
I started talking to a therapist and got the idea that maybe I should try to get disability because as, as like a safety net, like I still, my thing is I still want to work, you know, I still want to have a job. I, I, you know, I had this thing about just wanting to be as, as, as normal as possible, you know, just, just try to, you know, do mm-hmm. <laughs> try to be as, as uh, productive as I can, you know, I guess that's normal, you know, to have a job, you know, uh, you're paying bills, you're, you're doing stuff for yourself, you're being responsible. Um, so it's not like I just wanted to just live off the system and then just give me money. I just wanted a, a safety net, I guess, in case I did lose my job. Um, I would have that disability or um, I knew somebody that did have disability and actually helped them to get a job and then they have to give you uh, special breaks and uh, also other things, you know. If, Basically just take into account your condition. Yeah, I mean, your disability. I could call to work and say, you know, I'm feeling depressed today. Um, can I have a day off? You know, which, I don't know. I guess in, in, to a normal person, they'd just be like, that's not a real excuse. But I guess by getting disability, I'd have that. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works. But it, it's just a safety net. And I went through that entire process. I mean, the disability process was, um, I had to go talk to a doctor and do some kind of test. Like, they would ask me some questions I think about like shapes or something. It felt like an IQ test or something. I don't know. Um, then I had to fill out a questionnaire. And then Chris had to fill out a questionnaire too about my daily routine and stuff. Um, and uh, that almost took like five months. Five or six. Yeah, five or six months um, to even get an answer back. And by the fifth month, I couldn't wait any longer because I felt so useless you know, you can't get a job during that time. I could get a part-time job, I guess. Um, but if I worked too much, I was afraid that they would say, oh, you can go, I mean, you can work, therefore you don't need this disability, you know? So I didn't have a job, but at the fifth month, I was like, you know what? I, I need I need to work. Like, I can't I can't wait around for disability forever. Like, I don't know who can do that. I, I gotta get back out there maybe i'm okay you know you know maybe i'm i took some time off maybe i'm okay so i i got a job as a server um and then my disability came back like a month later and said that i got denied i was like who cares i don't have i don't even have time for that (laughs) um and then well that was another that was a big thing because it was for you it was like you know well you know they're saying that i'm good enough to work that i don't have anything wrong with me and that whatever I do have, I can overcome. So why can't I overcome this? Why can't I go to work and have a normal work history or work relationship like everybody else does? Well, that's And that caused a lot of, I think, frustration and pain for you personally because you were struggling with that, you know, with people saying that you're okay and whatever you have, you're able to overcome it and you should, you should have a regular work life. Yeah, but then I'm... you... I mean, some days... During work, you felt okay, but other days, you know, you you didn't, and you couldn't keep going. So, I think. Well, how to keep going to work? <laughs> I think that was like a big. Uh, I don't know. I think that impacted you, a lot psychologically, um, mm-hmm. and then it kind of only made you more depressed for a while. Well, I mean, they do take they tell you that they take into account your work history, and I felt like I had been at this hotel job for. Um, almost three years. I had started there 
at the front desk, and then I became a supervisor, and then I got another promotion to the accounting department. So I was just like, they're just going to see that I, I, I can work anyway, and I can get promotions, you know, and I can, I'm doing all right, and all of a sudden now I want to have some, some help. And I felt so bad because when I was uh, in college and I was going in and out of the mental hospital all these times, I was um, having suicidal thoughts and trying to kill myself. And um, I, I was going to see the psychologist at, at um, the college that I was going to and I would get committed and stuff. There, there was talk about um, with my parents and, and a, I think a social worker or mm-hmm. something of me getting disability and they started the paperwork because they were like, you know, he, he may need this for the rest of his life. And, Oh, I, I, I yeah, I'm going to tell this. <laughs> so, I mean, my mom told me that she tore up that paperwork, that it came to the house and she tore it up and she threw it away. And why did she do that? Why? Why? Why do you ask? Why? Okay. Not that she doesn't, not that she doesn't love me, but I think that she saw that she she she, she didn't feel like I didn't I don't think that she it's not like she didn't feel like anything was wrong with me. She did believe that I had depression and and I was going through this stuff, but she, uh, she didn't like... want the she didn't want the stigma of it. I believe you know that once you get disability, it's hard to and that's what my dad would say too. If you get on disability, it's hard to get away from that stigma. You, whatever job you go to, even if you get off a of disability. This is what he would tell me. I don't know. But even if even if you get off a of disability, if you have a job, that will always be part of your record. It's part of your permanent record. <laughs> mm. um, and so my my mom just... Um, so my, yeah, I was, I was going through the process, but my mom kind of stopped that paperwork from going to me because... And she felt vindicated about it later because I was able to get jobs and hold them for, you know, a good amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that it was a... That's that's where I don't want to blame anybody, but I think I think that just exists within all of us in in a certain way that that we want to 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 fight these certain things and be like, no, I don't need special assistance. I am I don't need normal. I can do this, you know. But if mm-hmm. I had got that disability before, you know, all these job troubles could have been helped a little bit more. I mean, I I, I will at least have some money right now that would help me get a job maybe help me with my, my medical bills too. That could have been something great because BPD, I I feel like is, is I don't know if it's lifelong. I, I don't know, but I feel like it, it is a part of me. <laughs> and it's been so a part of me for a little so bit. So far, all the research or people that we've talked to that explain, uh, that do research into BPD, they say that, you know, it is a lifelong thing. Well, and... there, there has also been some research that the older that you get, the more that the symptoms can kind of subside to the point mm-hmm. where they might even go away. Mm-hmm. So it can happen when you get older, but I don't know about, you know, well, that doesn't my, help. My, my anxiety or depression. I was you gonna know? Say, that doesn't help anybody <laughs> who's struggling right now. Like, Oh yeah. When you're retiring age, you'll feel better. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> you're almost there. Just hold on. <laughs> but yeah, that, uh, I think about that, but you know, you just have to keep going. Um, so after, you know, I got denied the disability and then got the server job. I um, ended up quitting that job because I didn't feel really appreciated. Um, then I got another job at a hotel and I stayed there for... Well, there was multiple reasons. But... Yeah. I mean, there's always I, multiple reasons. I was just reasons. making up. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's, 
that's the thing that um you know at this hotel job I left because I I just felt like the manager was was shitty and I just felt like I was not being appreciated and that's what well, and you felt personally attacked mm-hmm. yeah and and you were and and you know some people were like uh like you know you would tell me you, well I don't know if it's my BPD if I'm just like doing um what's that just splitting uh uh yeah splitting where mm-hmm. you, or yeah where you're like well i'm not sure if i'm like making up in my head or this or that so you know but based on the things that you've told me and the whole situation that went down you know it, i mean it is it was like you were yeah targeted I mean, in a way by mm-hmm. it was just unfairly targeted by by somebody who really shouldn't have been in the leadership position because they didn't know how to treat people and how to talk to to other people in a one like but, in a humane not in a humane way but yeah i don't know like there's a, yeah, i have a, yeah like i'm a human that's that's a good one <laughs> like i'm a human that has emotions i mean maybe I'm, maybe i'm just really i mean that's what made me feel like maybe i'm just too sensitive maybe there's something wrong with me maybe i don't remember the the situation the the correct way maybe I I was going through something it, it it must be my fault in some way because mm. I don't understand how I I go to I I feel like um I I idealize jobs a lot like I think okay I can I can make change here I can do something I can be a good worker you know I I'm I'm loyal I'm I'm here to to help I'm, I'm gonna do it and you know then I get there and I see that it's not everything that I thought it was and then I just start losing my passion and losing and then. The more and more stuff happens, it just gets to a boil, and then I'm just like, "Wow, this is not what I thought it was." And that <laughs> that keeps happening. I mm-hmm. I remember this time that um, it was when I put in my two weeks at my first hotel job, um, and I don't know. A lot of employees were like around and stuff. We were like talking about the hotel and stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, I kind of feel like we're like a family here." And they were just sort of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just like, and it, that's what, that's when I kind of, you know, I felt like we were like, when I would go to work, I would joke around with everybody. We would have uh, fun and do things about their, their family and stuff. Some of their family even worked there. I felt like we were kind of a family. That's what kind of made me kind of enjoy going to work. Mm-hmm. But I noticed when I said that everybody just kind of got silenced and kind of looked around and it's like, they couldn't, they didn't know who to trust. <laughs> and, you know, they, they could say it out louder. And I was just like, man, I'm, re- I really idealize these things. Like I go places and I'm like, wow, this is really great. I mean, this job is great because people really care about what they're doing. It's like, man, they just want a, a paycheck. They don't give a fuck. You know, it just, mm. I, there's something that's what just leaves me thinking there's something wrong with me and it's i mean all this to say that i i just i, I want to have an episode like this because there might be i know that there are other people with uh that struggle with mental illness and are probably out of a job right now um or or just feel like it's it's hard to find the right job they care about that they're passionate about uh, or they feel like every time they go to a job they do something to fuck it up um or maybe other people every time they go to a job they you know other people at the job do something to fuck it up for them you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you know or you know I, or you don't even know what to believe because you don't want to be that person that's just like I blame everybody else for my my stuff you know mm-hmm. but it's just like Dang, like, right now I'm just at a loss because I want to, I want to 
go back through the process of starting disability again so that at least I can have some money that I'm bringing to the, the household. Um, and, you know, if I, if I, if I do get a job then I can get a job that maybe has some, some kind of safeguards for people like me, you know, or might minimize my stress. You know, I don't like jumping from job to job. I don't like doing it. I, I want to have a job. I want to work. I, I want to be productive. I, you know, I just, I just don't want people to treat me like shit. <laughs> like, please. For mm-hmm. <laughs> favor. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you, but, um, but yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a hard position to be in. Um, if I go through that disability process again, it could take almost six months to go through all that. And then what is it like 10% of people are approved on their first try. And after that, you can get a lawyer and then go to court and then go through another long process of trying to get money from the government because you have to prove that. I, I don't know what you have to prove that you can't work at all. Like that, that was something that kind of confused me when I filled out the paperwork. Chris, you were like, I maybe I told them too much, or maybe I were you saying like maybe I made myself seem like I could, you know, I don't know if no. I need to seem if I need to seem like no. I, I I can't work at all, no. or that I I felt I can't feel take like care of myself, or uh, well, I mean, you told me that I I didn't need to see your your answers or anything like that because both of our questionnaires needed to be independent of each other. So I did mine on my own, and you did yours on your own. Mm-hmm. But I did see some of the answers that you that you wrote in before we sent it and some of your answers did not match the reality that was you know that was happening like for example they asked you do you cook yourself breakfast every morning and you would say yes when in reality you didn't cook yourself breakfast every morning I think I would probably I I, I don't remember I probably put like maybe sometimes sometimes I do cook breakfast yes but my point is sometimes does not mean every day or, you know, do you cook yourself a lunch every day? No, you did not cook yourself a lunch every day. I would come home, you were in bed because you were depressed, and you did not you did not cook, you did not, I mean, you didn't eat because you were too depressed to get out of bed. But you would write in, yes, I will, I will cook, I will clean, I will wash clothes, I will shower, I would do all these things. And I think in, in, in maybe you were idealizing, what you, I think part of it was that you didn't want to see come across or maybe you didn't like what it reflected that you weren't doing these things for yourself. That's, and, what, that's what I felt like I needed to, I mean, I felt like I did some of this. I mean, I, I would take showers and, and, and cook and stuff. I did do that kind of stuff. Sometimes you did. Yeah, sometimes I did, but, but my, I, I don't but feel the like. the questionnaire was like, do you do this, you know. Um, it was say week, uh, weekly. Weekly or, or I can't remember the exact questioning, but. I just remember the answers that you wrote in was not what was happening in reality. It was like an ideal version of what was happening. So I would say, do you sometimes cook? Do you cook? Like I said, if it said, do you always cook every morning or do you cook yourself every lunch or lunch? Or, you know, uh, you would say yes instead of, you know, sometimes or every once in a while when I'm able to, you know, things like that. Oh my god, it's my fault. I <laughs> did it to myself. I lied. Well, well, well I don't... no, see, and so when you're like, because I, I was gonna, I mentioned it to you, and I said, you know, I'm not, 
I'm not sure you're being honest in your answers. Oh, thanks for mentioning it now, Chris. No, I mentioned it to you then. And you told me, Christian, you're not supposed to look at my answers. You're not supposed to impact the way that I answer my questions. I was like, okay, fine. And you told me, you know, I, I saw the questionnaire. We had the same questions. So I figured, okay, well, you know, since I'm your spouse, maybe they will take into account my answers because in my answers... I was a little bit more forthcoming into what, I mean, I saw it from my point of view and, you know, so I would say, you know, it would take him, he'll shower, um, not very frequently or I'll have to prepare, I would have to prepare food for you. That's not true. I showered every day. Why are you trying to make me seem like I'm some stinky person (laughs) that just walked? No, I mean, when you're depressed. No, I didn't, I didn't shower, didn't shave. Yeah. I um, mouthwashed. I don't you, know if I brushed my teeth, uh, but I didn't mouthwash. Like, you know, during that time, I was cook, I was leaving lunch for you, and I would have to call you to wake you up so you can eat lunch, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's, I think, I, I mean, I'm not sure what all goes into it, uh, into, you know, these processes and how they make a decision or anything like that, but I felt like that was just, I, I think that was for you projecting or wanting to, I think it was part of it just... I think it was a mixture of you maybe feeling some shame or feeling like you can be you had to put your best foot forward and saying, "Oh, I I'm I'm okay. I'm not that bad." You know, or I'm not I'm not completely useless or whatever because you felt like you were useless. Feeling normal. <laughs> you know, yeah, you felt like you were useless, so then you don't want to put it down on paper um and come across as that on paper so i think there was i don't know what was exactly going through your head at that time but to me that's that's the only uh, explanation that i can think of for why why you wrote the things that you wrote maybe i was thinking thinking sort of like my my parents like i it's like it's weird it's like i don't want to i don't want to abuse any system like even i i've even thought about you know while i've been out of the job you know getting unemployment or um like food stamp cards or something, but I feel bad even doing that. And even that is like a, a, a process to go through. And I'm just like, I might as well just get a job. You know, that's why I keep telling myself, I need to just get a job. I'm fine. I can get a job. And it, and I'll apply to a job and just kind of walk away. And, and then you stress out for like two yeah, weeks. Yeah, I'm just like, maybe they'll call. Maybe they won't. Maybe they won't. And if they don't, then I feel like I, 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 I feel... Um, relief. Like I'm, yeah, relief. Also... Um, yeah, it's like I'm anticipating. Like I, I, if they if they call me, I'm gonna go work. If they don't, I'm not. I'm I'm safe because my thing is I, I'm really scared to go back and get a job and go through that. I'm scared to be around people. Really, I I spend ninety nine percent of my time indoors. Like I don't want to go through. Um. I don't know. I I just I don't know. I I just want to stay away, <laughs> stay away from any drama or anything that's gonna make me feel like I'm outside of my comfort zone. Because um, I feel like I'm doing something wrong, or I feel like I I feel like I I I think in a in a wrong way. I I. I don't know. I have, mm-hmm. I have a lot of a lot of 
hard times with how I don't know interacting with people and how people might see me You're talking about like second guessing everything you say or yeah do. I mean really I think that's like this this social anxiety um and when I have a job I lose that social anxiety when I clock in um I become somebody else you know I just mm. lose myself and I become somebody else when I clock out I go back to being at home with the cats and being okay mm. So I, you know, Chris will, I, I, I know that it would make you happy if I, if I got a job, you know, it would make me happy too, you know, if I got a, if I got a job, cause I, I could help you with this new house that we have, which I feel super bad about, you know, I'm sure our podcast listeners are wondering, wait, you have a new house, but your husband doesn't even have a job and you're the only one working. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just... I'm just using them until he gets tired of me, you know? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, dang, what, what am I doing? I need it. So, you know, if I get a job, I can hop back into it. I can become that person. I can do the best job ever. I can, you know, I, I'll be motivated. You know, just don't treat me like shit. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. But I, it's so much energy. It's so much energy to do that. And it's so, it's starting to feel fake. It's starting to feel like I'm, I don't like, I don't like becoming that person. It, it it's, it's starting to actually feel like to me that I, I don't even know if I like people anymore. You know, I feel like I, we had this conversation before, you know, seeing life in an optimistic way and seeing it in a pessimistic way. And I can be optimistic and be like, oh, these things happen to me to make me stronger and to keep going and, I can learn from that and, and, you know, everyone gets knocked down and get up, but it's, you know, I, I also see the pessimistic part of that too, that, you know, these things keep happening. Why am I letting this happen to me? This is too much stuff. And this is <laughs> too much drama, too much negativity in my life. And that's when I start thinking about suicide to be honest or just getting it over with because there's there's a lot that I just I just don't understand I don't understand why people are certain ways or why they act certain ways why people hate so much why and and to me I guess my pessimistic mind is like why would I want to be in a world like this I I, I don't think I can ever be happy other than just being by myself but I mean that's that's my duality. I just I I see I see the optimistic side, but I also see the pessimistic pessimistic side almost at the same time. You know, <laughs> I'm serious at the almost at the same time. You know, I feel half suicidal, but then half hopeful. That mm. I, maybe that's what it's like having BPD. I don't know. I, I think I've always felt that way with BPD. Just always felt. Um, I was gonna say, you know, I don't think it's so much of a. Well, I don't know, because, like, you don't mind being social with your family or no, with certain I, friends that you have known for a long time, you yeah, know? Yeah, I mean, if I can be be myself, you know, that's mm-hmm. what it's about, being, being yourself. But, I mean, when you, I don't know, it, just certain situations, I feel like I have to be an actor. Like, um, 
sometimes if I, if I have to like go out with some of your friends or something, I feel like they don't, you know, some of them may not know me that well, or I have to, their expectations on me have to act so a certain way. How do you act with, um, say for example, Billy, then when, how, how, how is that different when you are around Billy? Billy's my and best you, friend. And how you <laughs> act around him and then how you act around when you were at work. Like um, at the, at the Marriott. I was a uh, fake. <laughs> um at the hotel mm-hmm. um how are you fake uh, um <laughs> I, I i i guess the best way to describe it is you know when chris when you go to your job and you pick mm-hmm. up the phone someone bring at your graphic designer job and you pick up the phone <laughs> are you saying hey man what's up and you're saying hello welcome to blah 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 yes sir yeah i can do that for you i mean that's it's it, it's authentic but it's kind of it's it's a different mm-hmm. person right you when you do you, do you understand that like yeah. there's a there's a different person when you go to to work i don't know if everybody experiences that i think i mean I there's do. i think yeah i think my more jobs... my more extra extroverted person is, is especially introverted there. people would definitely recognize that i i used to call it my gap smile because that's where i really learned to pick it up when i was working at gap um that's where i really learned to gap gay and proud woo woo <laughs> <laughs> No, I went to I went to a gap. Just side note, I went to a gap um, interview one time, and um, yeah, yeah, the the um, interview lady was just like, okay, so ten points for anyone who can tell me what gap stands for or what gap means, and it doesn't mean gay and proud. And I was like, (laughs) I wasn't even thinking that, but now I now that's all I'm ever gonna think about. Like, (laughs) wow. Anyway, so, <laughs> yeah, when I was working there, that's kind of where I developed that uh, that second identity of, you know, being a customer service, the customer service identity, basically, where mm-hmm. you're like, you know, always smiling and, you know, don't bring your troubles to work mm-hmm. and and always, you know, be a positive can do attitude. And I've carried that along with me everywhere I've gone since. And yes, definitely when I'm at work and sometimes I really don't want to talk to clients because sometimes clients can be a little much. <sighs> but yeah, yeah, I can understand that. But at the same time, it's like that's still part of my personality. Like I, I feel like my personality, I'm mostly an upbeat, I think positive, kind person. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I mean, that's what you think. That's that's all. Oh, I you know don't think? Oh, okay, you don't know me. You only live with me. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe we'll talk about it later. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you, okay. you're you're right. Anyway, <laughs> I I think of my I like to think of myself as mostly positive, upbeat, with a can-do attitude. Like I just, I mean, I don't know. I, Can we get Chinese food tonight? We're not talking about this right now. Okay, you see that? No, okay. We, Pot, that, that has do. nothing to do with Oh, you're with not at can. work right now, right? You're not at work right now, so you don't got that? Wow. You don't got that? Okay. Okay, anyway. Okay. Um, Guess it's leftovers. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so I feel like, you know, that's still part of me, part of who I am. Even when I, when I pick up the phone and I have to be, you know, customer service, Chris, that's still part of who I am. And I feel like that's, part of who you are you know as well like i've i've gone to work or well, when you've been working at the at 
these hotel places. Uh, I've gone to visit you at work, and I've seen you at work. And yes, Chris. You, it, you're, the yeah. person that I saw at work mm -hmm. was a little bit, like, maybe it was, there's Ajani, uh, so first degree Ajani, and at work you're, like, second degree Ajani. So it's, like, only a little bit more... There's a filter on what I say and do at work. <laughs> yeah, but I still, like, I still saw you. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't, but, I didn't see, wow, he's a completely different person at work. But, I mean, what I mean is you have to be kind of on guard on who you are. You can't relax or, or, and, and I don't know, just and for it, me. It may be, me. it may be certain workplaces, like, you know, at a hotel, yeah. it may, it, I can definitely well, I think, see that if you're in a hostile work environment where you kind of have to feel like you have to guard dealing, your... If you're dealing with customer service, you have to respond in a certain way, you have to act a certain way. You can't say someone who... I mean, I, I I have learned to say things that when people are like yelling... If people are like yelling at me and being disrespectful to me, then that's when I when I drop down the filter and may go into something else, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I'll still, be, I'll still be respectful and stuff, but then I gotta kind of tell them mm -hmm. about themselves, like, no, you can't do that. But, you know, some people, you know, and I, I, I don't know if you've seen this, you know, there may be people yelling at them, getting mad, like, yes, sir, yes, sir, we'll find a way, yes, sir, yes, sir, just, just uh, sir, if you'll just calm down, you know, just, they're, you know, they're mm -hmm. not, not being like, you know what, you need to stop and get out of the store. You know, you're, you're causing distraction, you're doing too much, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, they're, they're being somebody else. This is what I mean, the actor, you're, mm -hmm. you're, but I don't know. I, I and that's why I, I feel like maybe customer heavy customer service area may not be the ideal job for you if you're like. Well, the customer is not always motherfucking right, and if they're telling me language, what, excuse me, mother beeping, right, beeping. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, I'd, let's just go back to the. The disability thing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. I don't know if that's something that I would do right now because it's gonna take a long time, um, and I want to. I, I I do want to get a job. Well, you've been um, looking for a job, and you haven't gotten any callbacks. Sorta. Of. I mean, here and there. You know, I I when I was looking uh, for a job before, I would put in applications like every day, like maybe like two or three applications every day. Mm -hmm. I can I, I could get a job right now if I wanted to. I could get a job at, you know. So at, you've been lying to me. If you want me to get a job at a wow. fast food restaurant, I can do you, that. You've been lying. I can't believe you've lied. You to know, me. like I. <laughs> I'm me. sure I can. If <laughs> I, but that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I, there's a lot of um, anxiety about that because of how how it might be, how it might turn out, and I don't particularly like going to. To jobs and then having to quit you know mm -hmm. um well and the other thing i've been telling you ugh. i've been asking i've been you know trying to talk to you about is not going back to customer service but like at a hotel or a restaurant job because those are very stressful jobs sidebar i have a degree in hospitality and <laughs> i think it's the only so i, I feel like it's the only how many I'm... how many people have a degree have a writer's degree out there <laughs> and are not Working as a writer, I feel, okay. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I was really good at. I have a photography degree, and I'm not working as a photographer. Well, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm upset at myself because I felt like I was really good at hospitality. Like, well, I, you may well be, and and that's but why you can I'm use that in other it, areas. I, that's why I feel like I'm trying to make it work there because I'm just like, well, if no, if this is what other people say, I'm because other people would tell me I'm good at it. Like sometimes, okay, sometimes good. I I think I'm good at something, but I'm not sure because I'm always doubting myself. Um, in little ways, but when other people told me I was good at it, I was like, really? 
And that's why I tried so hard to to uh, get promotions and, and, and do stuff. Because I was just like, oh my gosh, I found what I can do in life. You know, my, my dad, my mom are going to be so proud of me. You know, like I'm, I'm going to, you know, get a super salary job one day and then rule a hotel and be a general manager. They'll be so proud. You know, like, I guess that's, I want to do something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to focus in, um, focusing with my talents and, and use them. Uh, my the only other talent is, I, I guess, communication and, and writing, you know, writing, yeah. um, making, making stories, you know, but that's all, Chris, mm-hmm. that's all artsy stuff. Um, and, and art doesn't pay. <laughs> well, I mean, that's something, that's something else my dad told me. <laughs> Cause when I first went to college, my first, uh, my first, Career Class. Concentration, concentration, whatever okay, it's called, yes. major. My major was art for the first two years, mm. and I was like learning about the history of art and doing and drawing. Like, and oh, this is not for ceramics me. and stuff. No, it was great, but then I just felt like I, this is fun. This is great. Well, love being creative and expressing myself, but art, like, what am I gonna do with that? What am I gonna do? Paint for the rest of my life? Yeah, on the street, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, what, what can I do with that? Like, I create. It's M-E-B. called painting on plain air. On plan, um, what is that? Oh, what's the French word for it? Uh, I don't I, know. I'm you forgetting can... right now. But in plain air, that's what it's called. Painting in plain air. A pop the bottle, Sean? I don't know. I'm... Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I was trying to see it so in my So you don't head. say painting in the streets. You're just painting in plain air. Painting in plain Shut up. Go. <laughs> I don't know. Um... Oh, I'm sorry. Any French people listening? That was kind of that was kind of rude. That was racist. Sorry, That's what it was. I don't know. If that was racist. I mean, I, <laughs> well, but it was something Spanish. And I was trying to say it in Spanish. That would be racist too. Yeah, I guess it. Okay, I'm sorry. We'll delete that part. <laughs> um, no, everybody needs to know. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So the, oh, you were talking about like you know feeling bad for having pursuing this career path and then. Feeling like maybe it's not the right career path for you, which I think a lot of people are very familiar with those feelings. Yeah, and and I can you know and that's what's you know you've been applying to other other jobs that are not hotel and you know restaurant or hospitality area, and so I can understand how difficult it is. I I mean I kind of went through that. I was. You know, as I mentioned before, I graduated with a fine arts degree with a concentration in photo. I did photo for a while. I got tired of it. Then I wanted to move to something else. So I did um, a gallery uh, management, art gallery management. Did that for a little while. Um, I wanted to get paid more. <laughs> so <laughs> then I, f- I found my way into graphic design. And that's, that's still relating to the art field, but it's... Not something that my concentration is in. And every once in a while, I get to use my photography. Um, but, you know, there's... I, I guess, for me, at least, it's within the same art... The same field. And then I can see how it would be difficult to jump from hospitality to... Okay. I I, I don't have time for this. I don't have time at 31 years old to try to find my passion and redirect my... And, and while people do this at 40, 50, 60, as my husband is taking care of me and our new house that we have to pay a mortgage on 
and taking care of my med- med- medical bills while I'm sitting around being like, oh gosh, I hope I find the next child that's going to make me happy. You know? <laughs> I feel well, I'm so... Saying, <laughs> I'm saying if you have to find a job, then why not invest energy and time into a job that's better suited for you? Yeah, I just... I, I mean, I hope that works out. I, I have no idea of knowing... I guess it's a scary thing. I don't. I have no idea of knowing if I go to this job, even if it's a job that I really care about, or, or, or whatever. If 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 something's gonna happen with with my anxiety or my depression or how people treat me or how I perceive things, that that yeah. will cause me to just pack up and 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 move and on. And that's that's a, that's a scary thing. Like I don't I don't like this. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't want somebody to sit around and take care of me. I know you you think that, but it's not true. Chris. Oh, really? I think that I do not okay. like sitting in bed and you bring me, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, mm-hmm. you know, and and bags of money at my feet. I okay, don't do that, I don't guys. I don't like just sitting here and just you know taking bubble baths, fake and news, drinking champagne, fake news. <laughs> no, no, I I, I know I, I'm very thankful that you're very understanding i um, try to be i can't say and, that I, I always am but i <laughs> but i feel i feel guilty a lot yeah. because i don't i i feel like i i should i should know this stuff about myself by now i should know i should know who i am and what i believe and what i want to do and you know if i get knocked down i should just get back up and go and do it but i have these things in my way like you know the the self doubt, and then I have the the like identity problems. Like, what do I believe? And and then I have the the depression, and then I have to, I have to get through all of that to get back up again. Um, and you have you have been telling me to go back and see a psychologist and talk to somebody, but mm-hmm. I feel guilty about doing that because who's going to pay for it? Right? We'll I'm call, already getting. We'll call your dad. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, no. like, who's gonna pay for that? And then, I, I, I don't even want to. I don't. That's I don't an even investment. Think, I don't want to think about all that stuff. I already invested in that, though. I, 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 I have talked to doctors my like entire adult life about these problems. What yeah. is wrong with me that I just can't understand? It's, it's not a problem. It's just that it's something like you know, if you have cancer, you're gonna have to go um, for treatment multiple times. You don't just go once, and then you're done. Well, or you know if you have i mean many other conditions medical conditions that you need multiple uh you know long-term therapy or or um medicine to to continue your your life in a as normal way as possible yeah. so like for me you know therapy is something it's more of an investment into yourself because um it's not only going to help you in you know, more in the immediate term, but also in the long term. And it's just part of your um, your medicine that you need. You know, it's not just pills that you have to take. It's about treating, like, I, I guess the way that, that I kind of think about it is like um, a physical therapy type thing. Hmm. If you break your leg and you have to learn how to walk again. I mean, you need to, it's kind of like something that you have to retrain your muscle, you know?
Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying not to get frustrated and bogged down and too depressed and too, um, whatever. I just, I, I just don't want to feel like I, I can't and I just want to believe that I, I can and I want to have hope. And you feel um, like going to a therapist is going to signify that you can't? No, I have I have no problem going to a therapist, but I mean, like I said, it, it costs money that you're going to be paying for, mm-hmm. or, or or I guess my dad, or, or something. <laughs> you know, maybe I'll go out in the backyard and... We'll start a, a GoFundMe kind of Go out in the backyard and dig around and see if we can find some treasure. <laughs> but, but then I also feel like... Ooh, I, I feel like... Good. You know, when I go to therapists, I, I, I'm just like, dang, I've, I've been doing this since I was like 21 years old, like going and talking to people. And I feel like I could be a therapist for myself. I feel like I am most of the time. Like I'm sitting around talking to myself like, no, you can't do this, you know, using positive talk and stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I, but I think that there might be a difference because I've never done DB, DBT before. Right. DBT te- therapy. And... You Which know. is supposed to be a specialized treatment for people who deal with DPD. Yeah. So I mean, I and that specifically is why I I've, I I've been pushing you to go to a B, BD, DBT therapy session because it's completely different from what you've had in the past. You know. You may gain some new tools. I've heard that before. Okay. Well, everything's different. Everything's gonna change you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. God. No, it's, I, I, I am, I am open to going to it, but there's, like I said, there's still, there's still guilt, and there's still, it, it still also feels like, like doubt, like, you know, what if, what if I just waste my time doing that, and then nothing happens, or I, I just, hmm. I don't know. Did you feel like all the other times that you've gone to a therapy? Um, or to doctor has been a waste of time. No, it's helped. Okay, so why would this be any different? I guess it wouldn't be, Chris. I just don't. I just <laughs> it it sounds crazy, but I feel bad because I feel like I'm I'm like wasting time. Which uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I haven't had a job in like five months, <laughs> you know. But I'm just like. That's like every time I think about that, I'm like, okay, let me apply to a job. You know, maybe it'll, it'll all work out. <laughs> you know, I just like, I just want to like get back out there. I don't want to like, ha- I don't want to, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to sit out anymore. I just, mm-hmm. I just want to get back out there and just be like everybody else. You know, if I go through the DP, the DBT training, all that stuff, am I, am I going to be trying to get a job at the same time too? And then I'm going to have a have, then I'm going to get hired while I'm doing the, the training and then I'm going to have to fit that into my schedule um, or am I not going to have a job during that or I don't know I don't know if, if having a job would I don't know I, I guess we can we can work out all that stuff maybe I'm just trying to get out of doing it because I just <laughs> building roadblocks for yourself Therapy. I mean, it could I be. Just, I just, oh God, I don't want to talk about myself anymore. Which is what, what this you... podcast is about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I feel so bad. Like, 
going to a therapist and being like, wow, 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 my life, I can't do anything. I'm just like, yes, I can. I can do it. I just have to go back out there and do it. I don't have to go whine about it. I can do it. I'm fine. You know, that's, then, that's how I feel. <laughs> but then you can't. I, I can. I could go get a job right now if I, if I, if I want to. Like I said, I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what would happen. I don't know if I would freak out or something. I don't know, but I could, I, I could go if I wanted to try. Well, the, I don't think that for me, it's like what I've explained to you is that it's not about, I'm sure you can and you could, you know, go find a, I mean, the restaurants are always hiring, you know, so I'm sure you, there would be no problem. The, mm-hmm. There would be no problem in you finding a job, but the, um, I think for me, it's like the way that I'm trying to explain to you is about not about doing that, but about finding a way for you to feel comfortable in that and, or, or how do I say this? Ah, oh, I'm, lo- I'm losing my train of thought. You're distracting me. How? Oh, well, everyone, my beauty has distracted Chris into being speechless. Oh, baby. Oh, I know. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me, let me shield myself from thy eyes. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, it's like, okay, so you, you going to therapy may help in your career aspects in ways that you we can't foresee right now, you know? Um, certain trainings or do, I don't know. I don't know what the heck go, goes on in those things. <laughs> and and actually, that might be a really good um, yeah. I was thinking session about for the podcast. I was thinking that too. As, as I go through the DBT, maybe I could do it on the podcast. And... Yeah. Today, what I learned at school is that it <laughs> is. Yeah. Um, no, but, you know, it's about finding a, a better way for you to deal with things and the obstacles that you come, come across in work. Yeah, I think DBT could uh, maybe help me with my continued work history, and as I look for for a job, and I I felt like I did have some tools already. I felt like I was, you know, maybe a little bit of a high functioning BPD person. I could just get out there and be like everyone else and deal with it like everyone else and I tried my hardest but I mean maybe it would help to have some extra help I just I just want to be able to help pay bills and and help with the house and I just want to be able to help out yeah well, I'm sure having a work friend will also help. So you don't just have to talk to me all the time and listen to me talk. <laughs> yeah, I guess. A work friend. I think I, I think I still have some work friends. No, you don't. Yes, I do. So, oh, Makaya said hi to me the other day. Whatever. <laughs> Sometimes people say hi to me. You toss them into the trash like yesterday's newspaper. <laughs> I move on quick. <laughs> I try. I try to say. No, I mean it's fine. I try to I say hello um, to like old friends. But I don't I'm... talk to a lot of my old work friends. <laughs> I'm just. We all have our own lives, and yeah. we just move on. Especially me, I'm a loner as it is. So. No, but I, I mean, to me, the, the thing about, you know, being at work or having 
um, regular job. It's just the other thing that comes along with it. Like the other, I don't know. I mean, you don't, you're not, I guess you're not very social as, as social as I am. But I think even that, I think kind of feeds a different energy to you. Mm. Especially if you can find a job where you feel like a part of the family, like you actually felt at the old hotel. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind being social. I, you have told me about um, a job at um, maybe working at like a small doctor's office or something. I mean, those are kind of close together. Um, you know, um, close-knit Mm -hmm. kind of groups I guess they become so something like that but yeah I would I'd really be interested to hear from any of our listeners if you guys have yeah uh traveled down the road of thinking about getting disability or you have got a disability or um if you're at that crossroads right now where you're in between jobs yeah in between jobs or or you know, you've you've gone through this thing where you you think a job is something and then it turns out to not be that way and then you end up quitting and or, or you just you just find you, you just find um and I hear this from a couple of people with, with BPD that they just can't find the right job for them. You know, they just feel like um I guess they're good at other things that they can't find a job but that um uh I guess that they can get behind or feel, um, feel valued. Yeah, feel like, valued. Um, worthwhile. Because I, I just, I mean, I'm a good worker and I, I will be there on time and I would do, I just, I just don't want to be treated like shit. That's mm -hmm. it. Like I just. Is that too much to ask for? Apparently. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys have. I would, I would really be interested in hearing like the type of jobs that people have or that not only maybe that they have but also like if they're like career like dream careers or you know like ideal jobs for them for different people with um bpd i would love to be a writer <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that, i mean you know you that that's who you are but i mean some people may not be writers at all they could be they may not even be in the creative field. They could mm -hmm. be, you know, in the military or, or you know, corporate office or corporate. Um, you know, there's been a lot of different things. So, yeah, it would be it would be really nice to hear from our, our listeners, and um, see where they are at now in their career path and what some of the struggles are for them. Hey guys, so send us an uh, email at borderline idealist at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you guys um and we will have another episode out um in two weeks two weeks <laughs> <laughs> not this sunday but next sunday i think we'll try to post a little something yeah. uh this week or next Sunday. we kind of this miss... weekend we're going to a special event yeah our sister-in-law's um mm -hmm. baby shower uh, so we may post something from there. Um, but in the meantime, guys, you know, you can reach out to us or stop at our, our website. Thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you for all your positive thoughts. <laughs> yeah. And for writing, like, especially 
Jane again, you know, those small messages, even short, sweet ones are encouraging and and just nice to hear from people out there. Yeah, so while we're all struggling through life and you know, um becoming aware about things about ourselves and trying to put the pieces together and keep going. Cause it's it's hard to keep going sometimes, but you know if we all just stay connected and Take one step at a time. Yeah, one step at a time. That's Chris's thing. One step at a time. <laughs> That's how I get through it. All right, guys. Well, we will see you later. Bye.